I'm Becky Hennessy. This is the Path of Imperfection bonus episode, Therapy versus Coaching. Happy Saturday, folks. This bonus episode was supposed to come to you yesterday, and it would have had I recorded it before now. <laughs> but yesterday, I spent all day decorating for Christmas because that's what I do the day after Thanksgiving. And this year, I got a little ridiculous with the trees. I'm not going to lie. Y'all, I legit have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I legit have 11 trees in my front room. Not like 11 big, huge trees. They vary in size, but for real, 11 trees. I only fully decorate the one big Christmas tree. But yesterday I decided to put lights on all the 11 trees and in all the garland everywhere. I started at 10 yesterday morning and I didn't finish till about 6.15. <laughs> I may have, I may have made two trips to Dollar General for lights. Enough about me. Let's talk about you. When do y'all decorate for Christmas? What are your traditions there? I'm curious if any of you are like most Hallmark movies that wait until Christmas Eve to decorate. Do you guys see this? Do you get this? Like almost every Hallmark movie is them decorating the tree on Christmas Eve. The time I spend decorating, man, I should keep it up till March. If I had it my way, then I'd at least get out of it the time I put in Christmas Eve. <laughs> okay, stop it. Today's bonus episode isn't about Christmas decorating. Although I'm sure that you could argue otherwise. Today, we are talking about the difference between therapy and coaching. Now, both are becoming more and more common. And although they are very similar in a lot of ways, there are also some really distinct differences that I think are important for every person to know. The best way I've read it described is actually from Tony Robbins' website. I'll share a link on my website. I haven't yet figured out how to do that on the blueberry podcast part. I'll figure that out. I'll make that my goal next week. Anyway, so if you don't know who Tony Robbins is, come on out from that rock that you've been living under. Watch I Am Not Your Guru on Netflix, unless you have tender ears that don't do bad language. Then maybe Google him. He's an amazing coach. Here's how he puts the difference between therapy and coaching. One of the most common misconceptions about life coaching is that it is therapy in disguise, or worse yet, therapy from an unlicensed practitioner. In reality, life coaching is truly its own unique service designed to help ambitious achievers meet the outcomes that will bring them success and fulfillment. Here are some of the differences between life coaching and therapy and a basic guide for when each service is appropriate. He goes on to say, although life coaches and therapists occasionally help clients with similar problems, their work is not the same. In order to get the right kind of professional expertise, it is crucial to know which kind of guidance will serve you best. Life coaching isn't simply a watered-down version of therapy. It's a dynamic discipline designed to help motivate and inspire people to achieve more than they believe is possible. He goes on to say, The fundamentals of life coaching are what distinguish it from therapy. Life coaches do not diagnose, while therapists determine illnesses and pathologies so they can be clinically treated. Therapists analyze their clients' past as a tool for understanding present behaviors, whereas life coaches simply identify and describe their current problematic behaviors so the client can work to modify them. In other words, therapists focus on why certain behavioral patterns occur and coaches work on how to work towards a goal. 
So what I'm going to add in here is you hear that and some of you might think, whoo, life coaching sounds way better and way easier because then I don't have to delve into my past. What you need to be aware of is that a lot of the patterns that are showing up in life have to do with your past. Now, sometimes those patterns do not need to be bled out by a therapist. Sometimes you can bleed that out on your own or you can bleed that out you know, with someone else that's not a therapist. But a lot of times those pasts are really traumatic or those pasts are really hard. And if that's the case, then it absolutely should be handled by a therapist. If you've got some kind of huge past that needs to be dealt with and you circumvent that by just doing coaching, you're going to have to circle back and do that anyway. So the therapist can help you bleed some of that out. Okay, Tony says, when you look at a life coach versus a therapist practice, it's important to know that therapists help clients explore and understand their subconscious and unconscious mind. Their goal in this exploration is deep understanding. Life coaches focus on results and actions. Their goals can be measured with key performance indicators and specific behavioral outcomes and goals. Again, I'll link that for you so that if you want to read through all that, you can. So here's all of that in English. Here's the Becky version. Therapy focuses on the past that's affecting the present. So in therapy, we identify if there's a mental health issue and make a diagnosis if necessary. And we identify if there's things from your past that are currently affecting your present. Therapy is suited for those who have a past that's affecting their present or those with mental health issues such as depression or anxiety, for example. Now that's diagnosable depression and diagnosable anxiety. We all get sad. Everybody does at one point in time. We all get nervous and worried. Everybody does at one point in time. When those things, the sadness or the worry or whatever it is, is affecting your life or your occupation or your relationships, that's when therapy could be helpful. Therapy is also helpful if there's an addiction present or a past trauma present. You cannot coach addictions without having therapy be present. That's a diagnosable thing. So is some past significant traumas. If you have a past significant trauma, and I say significant because I'm saying if it's currently affecting your life or your occupation or your relationships, those need therapy, not coaching. Therapy is also helpful when there's been a loss, like a death or a divorce, something that needs to be processed out of the unconscious and conscious minds or subconscious and unconscious minds or however you want to put that. The therapeutic process includes being assessed. So your first appointment or your first session is going to be an assessment session where the therapist gathers all the information they possibly can to formulate a diagnosis and also a treatment plan. So you get an assessment, you have a treatment plan, and a therapist is going to use evidence-based interventions. Evidence-based means that there is proof in studies or research that the practice that they're using is beneficial in regards to the issue that you're going in for. So an evidence-based practice is something like cognitive behavioral therapy, acceptance and commitment therapy, play therapy, EMDR. Those are very evidence-based practices that can be really helpful with therapy. Coaching is a term used a lot these days in a variety of capacities. However, I think coaching can basically be whittled down 
to just one word, motivating. When I think of the various coaches that I've had throughout my life, I can easily list a few of their similarities, even though their areas were completely different. Coaching is different from counseling in that the focus is more on the present and the future as opposed to the past and the present. A really good comparison could be that counseling is like physical therapy. It's healing. It repairs damage. It allows the individual to find new strengths and or helps the individual accept a new normal. Coaching would then be like taking that healed or restored body and then learning a new skill like dancing or skiing. So you take that new knowledge from therapy and you learn how to apply it with the coaching. Coaching can be for anybody in any stage of life. Just as we seek out personal trainers, financial advisors, teachers, a relationship coach is just another way of shoring up an area of your life that might need just a little bit of tweaking. As human beings, we really like to stick to the status quo and find change daunting without a little bit of help. We all need a little bit of help in our relationships or in our life or whatever. So here's how Tony puts it. Here's how he compares it. And I think it's really awesome, the comparison. He says, naturally, the decision to seek out a therapist or a life coach is a very personal one. It might help to imagine yourself getting ready to climb a mountain. You could either hire an expert Sherpa. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. And guide. I'm just going to use the word guide from now on for your expedition or a doctor. Which should you choose? If you are physically unwell or would be in danger if you attempted the climb, a guide wouldn't do you any good. You need to be at a baseline level of good health before you can make a climb at all. So if you're not, you might need to see a doctor before trying something that challenging. However, if you're healthy and just need someone to help you with the climbing strategy, carrying the load of supplies and finding the best path, the guide is the best bet. In this example, the therapist is the doctor. He or she gets you well enough to take on major challenges in your life by exploring your mental and emotional well-being. The life coach is the guide. He or she has expert knowledge of your climb and can help you reach the summit. Here's Becky again, my words. Here are some things for you to be aware of when it comes to therapists and coaches. Therapists have to be licensed within the state that they practice in. They have to at least have a master's degree, sometimes they have higher, and have done on average 4,000 clinical hours to become licensed. There are lots of licenses out there. Licensed clinical social worker, which is an LCSW. Licensed marriage and family therapist, LMFT. Licensed clinical mental health counselor, LCMHC. Those are to name a few. Those licenses are regulated by Doppel here in Utah. Uh, I don't know what they call it in other states. And each discipline has its own code of ethics that the profession is regulated by, in addition to Doppel, the Department of Occupational Professional Licensing, in addition to their rules. Okay, so the therapist profession is very regulated, and there are certain things that have to be done to even obtain your license. Clinical hours you have to do, tests you have to take, in order to stay licensed, you have to do continuing education hours. It's very regulated. Coaching can be credentialed or accredited, but they don't have to be. Coaches are not regulated per se. 
They can do training. They can do schooling in the profession. They don't have to in order to promote themselves, sell themselves, advertise themselves as coaches. Now, that doesn't mean that coaches aren't legitimate because many are. That just means that you want to make sure that you know what you're paying for when you're entering into the coaching arena. Because they're not going to necessarily have a degree per se or licensing behind their name, letters behind their name per se. Some do because you can become accredited. You can become credentialed. There is a way to be able to do that. But not everybody does. I have met some absolutely amazing coaches absolutely awesome coaches that have given me a ton of information that has been super helpful. Here's the bottom line. Anybody, therapist or coach, looks amazing on paper and online. Likewise, there are some amazing therapists and coaches that have unhappy clients because maybe that client was told something they didn't want to hear. Or because maybe a prospective client that that therapist or coach has never even visited with gets mad because after said potential client canceled three times without an explanation was referred to someone else whose schedule would accommodate them better. They leave a terrible review, then stating in their review why it is that they continue to cancel appointments. I mean, this is a hypothetical situation, right? Hypothetically, this could happen. (laughs) So don't believe everything that you read online, either the super awesome or the super awful. Try folks on. I'm not saying to schedule an appointment and meet with them to try them on. I mean, you could do that, but that would get really, really pricey. I'm saying call them and try them on. Interview them over the phone. Watch any videos they have or listen to their podcasts or other podcasts that maybe they've been a guest on. Check out their website if they have one. Ask friends for referrals or who they've seen. Pay attention to folks who come and do presentations or speak. Yes, there are a lot of things that are true and very accurate online, but not everything is truth. Sometimes somebody's going to have amazing reviews and you connect with them and they are not a fit for you and you find it to not be helpful. Likewise, somebody might have really, really crappy reviews online and then you visit with them and you're like, this person is awesome. How is it that they have that many stars online? I think they're incredible. I personally have both a therapist and a few coaches and mentors, and I have absolutely no shame in saying that. All of them have helped me be the best version of myself, and they hold my feet to the fire. Some of my greatest aha moments have happened with these folks, and I am so grateful for the insight and guidance and authenticity they offer. So if you're looking for either a therapist or a coach, keep these things in mind. Keep these differences in mind. If you're meeting with a therapist, there is a potential that there's going to be a diagnosis. They have the right to be able to diagnose you. If you feel like your ability to function in the world, in your place of work, as a parent, as a spouse, or in some kind of a relationship, if that is being affected by whatever's going on, you may want to consider a therapist. Now, a therapist can coach you as well. A therapist can help you connect dots. And once you have your knowledge of the patterns and what's happened in the past that's brought you there, the therapist can help you strive for better. But a therapist, again, is going to primarily focus on past and present. Coaches are going to focus on present and future. If, generally speaking, you're pretty mentally healthy and you're pretty mentally well and you just want to take, you know, fine up to awesome, 
then a coach is a really, really good fit for you. Hopefully this has been helpful. Let me know. Let me know if there's other questions or concerns or needs for clarification in regards to the difference between therapy and coaching. There are similarities again, but there are also differences. I'm super grateful that I've had the opportunity to come on, to give you this additional bonus podcast to get you through your weekend. I'm excited to be announcing on the podcast the incredible, most amazing, phenomenal announcement that you're going to hear, at least from me, about me (laughs) in this past year. I'm excited to share that with you on my podcast on Thursday. Also keep track in your calendar of my live Facebook event, November 30th, that's Friday at 10 o'clock in the morning. There's going to be a live Facebook event on my page, Becky Hennessy LCSW, where I will be adding to information about what's amazing that's coming down the pipes. The information you can get on Thursday, I'm going to be putting meat on that on Friday, November 30th at 10 o'clock. Becky Hennessy LCSW is my page. Like that and then I believe you'll just kind of get a notification when that live starts. I don't know. I don't know how it goes. Anyway, I'm excited about it and I'm excited to see you there. Make sure that you enjoy the rest of your week. Keep braving the battle. Keep embracing your human one step at a time.